0: We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.
1: Hey, you're listening to the Fly Racing uh, Swap Moto Podcast. I'm Don Maeta and uh, I'm joined on the line with the uh, one of my favorite legends of the sport, uh, Mr. Rick Johnson. Who, uh, man, you you made quite an announcement on your uh, on your Instagram page about three hours ago, right?
2: Yeah, um, fortunately, and unfortunately, I did uh, contract the covid 19 coronavirus um i don't know where i got it if i got it uh uh, we figured that my wife was sick because she's been around me through this whole process and she hasn't gotten sick Mm -hmm. um so we're thinking that she might have had it before me because she was sick before i left for daytona but we don't know Uh um and i do you know i mean you can't really do much social distancing in daytona everyone from all around the world's come up to say hello and and all that stuff, and so, so I don't know where I caught it, but I did, and, um, now I'm on the back side.
1: Mm hmm So, um, yeah, like, as I alluded to before we started, uh, before I hit the record button, I was, like, thinking about it, I'm like, I haven't heard of anyone in the motocross industry testing positive for this yet, or, like, I wonder who the first, like, superstar of our sport is going to be to get it, you know? And, uh...
3: Yeah.
1: And... You know, it's kind of funny. I got off my mountain bike and opened my Instagram, and you're the first thing I see. And you're all I'm COVID positive. I'm like, holy crap!
2: Yeah, because it, and it's weird because you feel guilty, you know. And I just, you know, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, you know, and and I didn't. I mean, I can't. I I couldn't stop traveling, you know, and all the different stuff. And and before I got sick, you know, everything was. I thought, okay, well, I got home made it safe and sound and and i'll just stay you know just lay low for a couple of weeks while this thing passes over and then i kept getting sicker and sicker
3: mm-hmm.
2: um but but we didn't <clears throat> i didn't want to go to the, i didn't feel like so sick that i needed to go to the hospital i just had a slight fever had a really bad body aches headache um lost my sense of smell and taste uh, so I just thought, uh, maybe it's so. We, we called our family practitioner, and he said, ah, you probably just have the flu or something like that. Just lay low. Mm-hmm. So it, <clears throat> my wife was trying to get me into to get tested because I, I, for one, I thought, well, if, if my body is if I'm sick right now, kind of sick, I don't want to open myself up to get more sick. So I don't want to go to the hospital, and I'm yeah. not that bad. So. She, she stayed on the phone, um, called that number that I put on my Instagram page, uh, to get me tested. And it took, so finally five days after she got a call back, um, they, they set for testing. And I finally got tested on Thursday where I thought, well, shit, I'm out of it, but let's see if I have it. Mm-hmm. And so went and got, when they went and stuck the Q-tip, bruised my brain, they stuck the thing so far <laughs> up my nose over at the, uh, diamond, diamond stadium, mm-hmm. uh, in Elsinore and they said seven to nine days and I said okay and then came back two days and and they were I was actually pretty stoked how how well they I mean because you know I'm just a person that, that went and did it they, mm-hmm. they, they they were very attentive and, and, and answer it, my questions and all that
1: was that the drive through thing where you drove up in your car and they they do it yeah you the drive
2: in the car you keep, keep the windows down like you're a leper and um, and then they come over and you roll it on your window halfway and they stuff, the, you know, they ask you a couple of questions, look at your ID and know you put your ID up against the, the window mm-hmm. and then when they, they come next to you, they roll the window halfway down, they stuff the thing up your nose tell you, and put the cap back on it and tell you that, uh, they'll, they'll call you in seven days.
1: Mm-hmm. So when they told you that you're positive, I mean, it, it's just, Hey, just stay at home cold and flu medicine and, and be mellow right like don't spread it
2: yeah the, the, the guy said straight up he goes we don't have a cure for this mm-hmm. you know you have to basically uh rest stay hydrated and let your body let your body fight it and you know the the slight fever like i avoided you know like they're saying a lot of the, the pain reliever stuff like uh I, I took a little bit of tylenol but very little mm-hmm. but i stayed away from advil and stuff like that um because like I said, it wasn't that, that bad, you know, like the flu hits harder
3: mm-hmm. and for
2: a real short period of time, the thing that kind of gets in your, in your head when you wake up sick for, for 10 days is like, Holy shit, is this ever going to end? Yeah. You know? And, and then your body has, way has to fight it and do its thing and away you go.
1: You know, cause if you, uh, you know, you went to Daytona, I follow your, you know, your ride to Daytona yep. on your Instagram, but, at that time it was like it was the talk but it wasn't as scary as it got right because they weren't trying to were, was there any like social distancing going on at daytona like were you consciously yeah,
2: like yeah like like davy coombs would come up and want to touch elbows or what i was like i was like when people want to bump knuckles and, and yeah. what's the first where's the, what's the first thing you rub your nose with yeah your hand your knuckle your, your knuckle the backside of your hand so i'm like you know uh, so so I don't know. Um, I talked to John fritz who's a friend of mine who's an uh, Alpine Star medic. Uh, he stayed with me um, in Daytona, and then we stayed at his uncle's house who did my hand surgery in Orlando the day after. Mm-hmm. Neither of them got sick, and they were around me for two days. So I don't know if I got it on the airplane. I, I, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts about uh... – about your wife actually having had it and uh, transferred it to you. Well,
2: w- well, because she was sick on, on Valentine's Day on the 14th. She, mm-hmm. she came down, and, she, and so we thought that she either had the flu or allergies or a cold or something like that, but uh, it, it hung out that I was down doing a military class for a week, so I wasn't around her much after that, Um and then she's then she's been feeling better, you know. She kind of it was she was down for for quite a while. How, we how long were you down, huh? Fourteen days ish. So she was, so she was sick for like two weeks. Yeah. And so so but was, she would kind of pass it off as well. Maybe I just have allergies or I got a cold or this or that. Like. Yeah, we thought it was allergies at first, then turn into the flu and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but all the symptoms were the same. You know, the the red itchy eyes, the and all the different stuff. So yeah, so we think so we're thinking we don't know that she gave it to me and it sat in you know dormant in me for yeah. a while and then it took a while to come out. So, um, but we've been we've we've kept ourselves. I, I've kept I've stayed completely isolated from everybody mm-hmm. um, since I got back from Daytona. So, so that's a good thing is you know, I'm not spreading it.
1: Yeah. So, um, what did they say to you about uh, how long you're contagious after your sy- symptoms die out?
2: Um, so, so they told me that that I I told them I don't have any symptoms anymore. As they said, we just hang out for like three more days, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've been sick for, I'm on 23 days right now. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I'm past it. Um, and they said, if you have symptoms, hang out for 14 days. And then once you're past it, you can't, you can't, once you're past that, you're not susceptible to other people and you're not susceptible to get it again. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it could be kind of a blessing that I got it when I got it and when everything else, the world shut down.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny is, is I said to my family, I like, go, oh, I think I already had it because I went to, uh, you know, the Oakland Supercross and yeah. you know, that's Bay Area where they've got a whole bunch of it. And, uh, since we've, you know, transitioned into swap mode Live from Transworld, it seems like, I guess, cause I'm in front of the camera more, but like I get recognized quite a bit more. So I'd say it opened. Well,
2: you are Asian though. <laughs>
1: So yeah. well, that could be, it. it's the wrong Asian bro. <laughs> the wrong Asian. It's Japanese. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but dude, I shook probably over a hundred hands in, in, in Oakland, you know? And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, there was a week, one week and then I went to Tampa and the day I came home from Tampa, I started feeling a little bit ill and dude, the next day it was like train hit me, you know, but I, it could have been the flu cause I had the body aches and, uh, I had a spike to fever, like 103 fever for three or four days, but yeah. you know I'm I'm the kind of guy that bounces back. I can usually keep working through all that stuff. But I actually had to, I had had to call Anton, my partner, and go, "Hey, dude, I'm sorry, I got to check out. You're gonna have to keep the uh, you're gonna have to keep the content flow on the website going because I can't do anything." So I was in bed right. for I was in bed literally doing jack shit for ten days, and. Probably laid around lazily and couldn't do anything really for about 18, 18 days and uh, yeah you, like know, you sound
2: like you have it or so had
1: it so you know as an asthmatic lifelong asthmatic, you know uh as an adult, I've kind of got it under control especially with all the this mountain biking and stuff but yep this particular cold kicked my ass asthma wise I went through a whole inhaler in like a week, you know. And, uh, yeah. once I felt better and got back on the bicycle, my lungs felt like little tiny water balloons, you know, <laughs> like it, yeah. it wiped me out for quite a while. And then, you know, uh, my wife got sick from me and then so did Dahmer, my, uh, my ad sales guy and Dahmer was laid out just as equally as long as I was. So, I mean, I don't know, who knows? It could have just been a gnarly flu, but. Um, but no, for the,
2: for the sounds like the duration, I mean, you, you have the symptoms that sound exactly like mine. Like I didn't have shortness of breath or the dry hacky cough until my, my aches and my fever started to go away. So about,
3: Oh, that's me too. I would
2: say about about 13 days is when I'm like, oh, okay, the fever's breaking. I'm good. I'm, I'm bad. Then all of a sudden I'll start to, <clears throat> and I yeah. take a deep breath and I, <clears throat>. and so I'm like, shit, you know, here we go. And then, um, so then, then I that that's that's when I started feeling tightness in my my chest and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's like I said, it's good and bad news. You're, I'm glad that, that I'm kind of past it, and mm-hmm. I just wanted like it gone back and forth. You know, like my wife and I talked about it quite a bit. As I didn't want people like feeling sorry for me or anything like that, but but on the other hand, you know, I did what I was supposed to do, and mm-hmm. and she took care of me, and I laid low and and i'm making it through it so i I wanted to have somebody say you know say to somebody hey this is not a death sentence you know
1: yeah you know i mean i've got the full range of friends you know like like anton is chicken little like the sky is falling this is the end of the world you know he's called me and said pull all your money out of the bank there's gonna be a collapse of society and you know everything from like that ran to i've got another friend named rick who's just like oh bah it's the media it's baloney and you know, you got a better chance of hitting the lottery and all this and that, but I mean you gotta like look at both sides and take it kind of up the middle, but I mean it's a serious thing, and but for healthy, young, relatively young people like you and I, I mean it's just, it's gonna be like a gnarly cold, right?
2: Yeah, well and the thing is, is that at the, at the end of it, I, I I think we're gonna be blessed at the end, to be honest with you, I think it's making us re-look at things, it's making us uh be appreciative of things and and, t- and taking this time to to kind of analyze some shit and realize that we don't live forever and that our, that we could that something could get us and something is simple because that's the thing everybody thinks oh I've I've taken all the precautions out of my life. I'm going to live till what, till I, till I die of natural causes. <laughs> eh, you know anything can happen. Lightning can yeah. hit. <laughs> you know you can be in a car accident. You can be in a plane crash. You can you know it, it, it goes on and on forever. You know for for a long time. And now this comes and it's like wait I didn't do anything wrong and I still got it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So so that that's kind of where like I said where I was like you know what. I'm gonna just tell people that you're gonna be okay Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee it but I mean I'm 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 hanging in there
1: yeah um it's kind of crazy the uh the effect it's having on the world right I mean uh, I've got so many friends in the industry they're they're on furlough right now and you know applying for unemployment or you know that I think Boyden closed their doors for sixteen weeks and laid everyone off, and then Tucker Rocky, everyone's on furlough. Um,
2: yeah, well, and this is but this is the same thing. As part of it is is us as as dumb Americans live paycheck to paycheck and don't put anything away and, and don't and don't brace themselves for a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so people may, maybe this will wake them up and go, you know what? Maybe I, I shouldn't go have the brand new pickup truck and the, the big house and the car and the and finance my bicycle and blah 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 and do do all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. you know <laughs> do do what you can afford to do yeah and then when shit goes bad you know i'm not really worried about it i got a hardtail felt mountain bike that i got a deal on and it's paid for and i can go ride that <laughs> now granted do i do i have a, do I have a $15,000 e-bike no do i want a $15,000 e-bike fuck yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah so anyhow I, like i said i think if you it, hopefully people use this time and uh and and learn something from it rather than just oh you know as you said the sky's falling
1: yeah hey man so I, I said it earlier but i i got out today and uh I rode my mountain bike for about three hours, and you want to know one thing about this uh, quarantine? There's no smog right now. It's so beautiful outside.
2: Oh, I know it's it's unreal. I went for I went for a little adventure bike ride on uh, my Honda Africa Twin yesterday, mm-hmm. and actually saw uh, Rod Fowler, uh, Ricky Fowler's yeah. dad. He was out on his mountain bike, and and so we stopped and just kept our distance, and and we're talking, and it's. It's creepy, but it's cool, as you said. Like, yeah. you look out and the sky is crystal clear.
1: Dude, it's so beautiful outside right now. Yeah. And then, what do you think, man? Like, are we ever going to get back to the point where we're, like, you know, shaking hands and giving man hugs and stuff? Or is it going to well, be. I am. Or are we all going to be super, uh, super germaphobes from now on?
2: Not me, because I'm, I'm clear.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't get it again. You know, but one thing is like, uh, you know, it's probably going to teach everyone a little bit better hygiene, though, right?
2: Yeah, wash your hands.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've washed.
2: Wash your hands. And My hands all always. Stuff, but that's the thing, though. You, if I was I on an airplane and they were circulating. Yeah. You know yeah, that yeah, air totally. circulates inside the there, and yeah, the guy next to me didn't, you know, didn't sneeze, but maybe the guy in the back did, and it circulates. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. We gotta, we, we gotta, be cautious, but we still got to live our life. I, I'm still. I'm still like you, I'm still be riding mountain bikes and getting dirty and I'll be shaking people's hands and, you know, but we'll see how people treat me. Cause at first man, it's kind of like I was a leper. Yeah. Oh God, you got the hiv. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Yeah. And I'm, uh, and I'm okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, you, you said you thought Steph might've had it, but I mean, she's been around you while you were sick and positive, correct? And hasn't, yeah. Hasn't yeah she's, north, she's,
2: so. she's been with me every, every day. And, you know, she, she has to go out into the public and, you know, go to the stores and Costco and, and all that stuff and, and, and get, getting food and, and dealing with it. And what's funny is I, I really haven't even dealt with this apocalypse because I haven't left the hill yet. Yeah, And uh, so, so she, she feels great and doesn't feel sick at all. So, mm-hmm. so like I said, we're, think we're on the good side and I think you're right I, th- I think you probably had it because when, when do you remember being sick for 10 days?
1: Yeah, I was laid out like, I, I was just thinking man, just because I'm getting older like, you know, I get sicker or something but I was I was messed up pretty bad
2: Yeah, so, sounds like it sounds like you had what I have
1: Yeah You know what the worst part of it, RJ, was? was like at the beginning I was so sick I had no appetite I lost Yeah I lost like eight pounds. But then yeah. after the flu broke and everything, and I just felt like bad enough to just lay around, I still, right. I had an appetite. <laughs> I gained it all back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pulled it on, pulled it on quick.
1: Yeah. Packed it on.
3: Right.
1: But, um, I don't know. So, uh, uh, you said you got out on your adventure bike, right? Yeah. How did you yep. feel physically? Like, were you uh, a little weak from the, the illness?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think more of just sitting on my ass for twenty days. You know, if mm-hmm. I if you just laid and watched movies for for twenty days,
1: yeah, <laughs> I did.
2: Um. Oh, um. Sorry, our dog, our dog walked in. She, she got in from downstairs. Um. Anyhow, so yeah, I think I think more of it's just my body's you know lethargic from from laying around. Mm-hmm. Um. But other than that, I'm you know. I'm, I'm feeling
0: good. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team and I trust Arai Helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan and that the people who work
1: at Arai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me and this is why I choose Arai Helmets.
0: Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my Intense Primer and the thing's badass for how good it is going up the hill it's uh, amazing coming down the hill it's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're gonna go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, All their bikes in their lineup are awesome so yeah you are ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you wanna go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given a double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross
1: racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the SWAT Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
0: Hey, what's up guys? Malcolm Stewart. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my MotoConcept Honda. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Vescondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more.
1: So, hey, what's your take on uh, what's going on in racing with the... uh you know, Feld announcing that they plan to hold, you know, the remaining rounds in the fall after the outdoors?
2: Well, I, you know, they, they have, I think, I think it's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about that today and they said, oh, that sucks. Cause what if so-and-so was closed? Um, what if, what if someone gets hurt? And I'm like, yeah, you mean like somebody had to go to a national and and got crashed in the little supercross season, shit happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> <game's> <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, it happens. But and I and I don't think everybody can, can treat the you know, Eli and, and Roxanne and Webb and, <clears throat> and these guys, they can't be like, Oh God, I can't do anything. I gotta I gotta win that championship. If somebody wins it they win it. Yeah. You know, and, and if some you know I think it's a good thing because it gives the fans a chance to relax mm-hmm. because if they put a Supercross in right now, nobody's coming.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, and you don't want that. You want you. Want, I, I'm hoping that this is like a celebration of life when <laughs> when we get past it and everybody shows up at the race and, and everybody's having fun and enjoying our world again.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So
2: I think it's, I think it's I think it's a great idea.
1: Yeah, and then uh, you know the amended 11 race National Series. Um, do you think it was uh premature to put out a schedule and say the first round is at this date like seeing as we don't really see an end to the uh quarantine or the pandemic uh
2: they have they, they have to, everybody's doing what they feel is right you know yeah. it's kind of I kind of look at it like, like this is like you know when you're testing you know you got uh, say for instance when I was racing from Honda I had Roger Coster e. and Dave Arnold and and Jim Anderson from Showa and uh, you know the motor guys and all the different stuff, and they show up. And we try things, and we try ten things, and nine of them don't work, but one of them works. That's still a successful test. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is that everyone's doing what they feel is right, and hopefully not everybody is doing what they feel is just right for them. If yeah. they're looking at the big picture, going this is because I I think they I think that what they're trying to do is right, and they're but they're hoping. Mm-hmm. we we still don't know what the economy is going to do with people you know everybody's helping along the way but if one person stops with the help that screws the whole chain up yeah. hypothetically you know you you're paying your thing uh, you know you you've, you you give the the people below you a little time off and this and that and and all the different stuff and don't make them pay for 60 days. And, but then there's somewhere down the way, if one person goes, no, I would need my money. Mm-hmm. That, that screws the whole chain, the whole process up because it seems like the government's trying to do their part. So a lot of the different people are trying to do their part. But if you get some greedy prick along the way says, no, you know, I have to have, I have to get paid. Yeah. You know, then, then now that's going to affect uh, on down the line. So we'll see what, we'll see what transpires.
1: Yeah. So, um, the guys are testing still like, well, the past couple of weeks I've gone to, uh, there's, you know, that Stefan Elvin guy, MX heaven. Yep. He uh, brings all the Swedish guys over, but he's got a pretty amazing outdoor track in Paris. And, uh, I've gone there two weeks in a row with the star guys and they're out there continuing to ride and get ready for the outdoor nationals. And, uh, I think they told me last week that they're, limiting their uh riding time to two days per week to kind of conserve the bikes and the parts and you know because there's there's certain suppliers sponsors of the teams that are actually shut down right now right so like yesterday <laughs> yesterday i went to cal cd MX up near mojave and cartwheeled the shit out of my cowie and bent a bunch of stuff on it and i was like oh i gotta call monday and get bars and gotta call chavez and get a subframe and i'll like, wait they're all closed I guess that bike's yeah. out of commission until this is all over. So, yeah, I can I can imagine how that affects the race teams as well.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it goes on down the line. You know, everybody goes well. I'm okay. Why isn't everybody else doing well? Because they can't. Yeah. So crazy 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 time that we're living in. Swap this this will, this will probably never happen again in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, but just I mean we're so lucky. I mean and talk on the phone instagram tiger king on on <laughs> netflix <I> mean,
1: <laughs> i've resisted that so far that was funny don't resist it, yeah, it with... you're,
2: you're, it's, it's futile dude it <laughs> I, I i watched it before it, it got popular i'm not saying that because i got a, I got a notice from netflix yeah and, and we we're watching this and and I'm like, holy cow, man! <laughs> these, and it's real. That's the yeah. crazy part about it, is that because at first I, I was thinking, man, they're going to come back at the end of it and just say these are all professional actors because they're they're so good. It's like when you watch Napoleon Dynamite, how how nerdy the kid is, yeah, and you realize that how great a character and how good of an actor he is. Yeah. and that's what I thought I was going to come back, but nope,
1: <laughs> they're real. Yeah, when. Uh... I hung out with my video guy Chase yesterday. He's all, dude, I finally gave in and watched it. And he goes, I I was hooked. I watched all ten episodes.
2: Oh no, we're on our second we're on our second round. Oh, and so man. now now what we do is we pause it and we we say, okay, who would you cast as this person? Who would you cast as that person? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So crazy deal.
1: Okay, so what else are you doing to pass the time in these uh, crazy shutdown uh, days that we've got? <laughs>
2: Well, I've been doing uh, designing my classes because when when all this gets going, I, I think a lot of people are going to want to get away, and so I've been putting together my. I've had my military school and did, been doing the riding and the side by sides and all that different stuff, and I've been doing quite a bit with on the private side too, training. You know, not too many races anymore, but a lot of the, a lot of different people and trophy trucks and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so for me, I'm I'm getting the Johnson Off Road Group uh, up-road school together. So I got a place to, we have a place down in Ocotillo Wells where I want to take people for dual sport and, uh, dual sport and adventure bike rides mm-hmm. and take them all around Southern California. I even talked with Jeremy McGrath. So we're probably going to do some collaboration and stuff, you know, ride from my place down in Ocotillo Wells over to his place and, and say at his ranch. And so mm-hmm. look for those things to kind of come to, because I really think that uh, the way to get people back on motorcycles is through dual sport because uh, you can say what you want but everything starts in California it doesn't matter you know you can say what you want but mm-hmm. um, and the thing is is that there's a lot of places to ride in California if you have a plate yeah. you know I have a, if you if you have a dual sport or a 450L, a or or any of the other brands. Um, there's tons of places you can go ride. And so what I've found is that just getting out and riding. That I don't want to go do. I don't want to go pound motos at a track. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind. Of, I'm over it. You know, I, I the whole the whole process. I don't like driving there, unloading my bike, changing in the back of my truck, getting on the track. Have some goon that wants to race me, you know, or you know, whatever the case may be, and then the track's good for a little bit, then it gets rough, <laughs> rough and, and blah blah blah. Yeah, so so with my hand the way it is and stuff like that, but I really enjoyed riding dual sport and adventure bikes, going doing trails and mm-hmm. finding places to ride, and I, I get the same, the same, I the same uh, fix, obviously, not the same high because I can't, I, I really like going fast. Mm-hmm. And I can't go fast that much anymore, but I can I can enjoy finding new trails and finding places and exploring and stopping and looking around and just even getting on a motorcycle. There's something about using both hands, both feet, and riding that that, that I think is good for for men uh, yeah. because it's a it's, it's like a it's a total metaphor for life. You know, you have to think about what you're doing, and but if you do it right, uh, it's going to be good. If you if you're stupid and take dumb chances, you're going to bust your ass and end up hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but but you want to push the edge a little bit because that's what's fun, like yeah. you said. You just you know you how long have you been riding, how long you've been doing this shit, and you just cartwheeled the other day and, and tore your bike up. Yeah, you know because you were having fun. Yeah, and so so that's so that's my goal is to get people back on motorcycles, and I think if we can get dads enjoying it, um, I don't give a shit if it's 20 minutes a week, just throw on some construction boots, you know, some, throw on some Alpine Star boots and some gloves and the helmet and goggles and go for a little ride and come back and, and watch how it transforms your life. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's really cool. And then, and, and you can do it right around your house because it doesn't matter if you have to do 20 miles of road and 15 miles of dirt. You yeah. still got to ride.
1: Yeah. You know what? I need to dip my toe into the whole dual sport pool and, uh, and see what it's like because like, Honestly, the last, I mean, we, we did some dual sport tests uh, when we were still at Transworld, but I was, you know, I was riding mostly in the dirt and not really.
2: To be honest with you, it's gay when you're, when you're, when you're full, full moto guy and you hear about, yeah, let's go ride a bike with a turn indicators and a light. You're like, no, that's stupid. Yeah.
1: But the thing is, is, is like for as much time as I spend in the hills behind my house on my bicycle. I've that's seen so many adventure bikes back there and dual sport bikes. I think, I think when you came in and we, we did the Motor live show, didn't I tell you at that time I was on main divide and there's two guys on adventure bikes and I, in my yeah. Lycra, I had to ride their bike around up a hill around a pole for them. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah,
2: that. <laughs> exactly. And, and, but that's, and that's the thing is that you because it, it works into your time. Yeah. You know, like you think about and what's cool for you is your job is to go out and ride and be in, in the environment. And you see people out there and, and you're you're getting you're building content every time you go to the track, mm-hmm. you know. But for, but just to sheer enjoyment, like right now, you're like, OK, I want to go ride for for 30 minutes. Where are you going to go for 30 minutes? Yeah. You know, you're not. You, but it takes you 30 minutes to load your bike and get out of your house.
1: Yeah. And you if know? you do it any quicker, you forget your boots like I did the other day.
2: Yeah, I've done that too many times.
1: <laughs> um, what about uh, uh, full-on off-road stuff? Like, do you enjoy that? Like,
2: Yeah, I, I've been, I've been, I'm still racing, still racing trophy trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do San Felipe and do the Ball 1000. Um, the, the the ride that I had last year, uh, Larry Connor sold the team and he moved on to, to do other things. Um, you know, he's, he's. The, you know wealthy businessman out in Ohio and he does a lot of cool stuff and and his his philosophy is live a lifetime every 5 years and he's lived his off-road life life and now he wants to do something else mm-hmm. maybe sport maybe some other sports cars or who knows he was kind of he he was on the list to go to space i don't know if he's still doing that but um <laughs> anyhow, so yeah i'm still still racing now I'm still doing the military stuff but um i i still love just going out and uh, getting dirty with my buddies
1: mm-hmm Hey, so uh, I wanted I wanted to talk to you about this. Like you came on the Swamp Metal Live Show, and uh, one of the things I told you, I admitted to you, I was really embarrassed. Was that like I ran out and bought a bandana? After, <laughs> <laughs> you know, after I saw you wearing it in Japan at the Tokyo Supercross,
2: and
1: Yep dude, I can't even tell you. Like my my daughters were cracking up at me because you know I got this package in the mail. And you know, it didn't say Rick Johnson. It just I think it just said Johnson, right? And so I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think of you immediately. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I opened it, and there's that bandana in it. You sent me your yellow <laughs> bandana, dude. I was like jumping around, like, oh my god, check this out! And I had to like tell my girls about it and stuff, and they're just like. You're a goon. <laughs> but, <laughs> well,
3: but, what's
2: funny is, is, is that I've is I've, kept, I've kept all those and my mom kept all those. So when she when she passed, she had like all my different bandanas and and all this different stuff. And I remember when you when you mentioned that we were there about the yellow bandana. Yeah. Um, because I would always I would always take a bandana with me down to Baja just because. You can use it as a tourniquet. You can use it as a, you know, a, a buff. You can use it for to wipe your nose, wipe your ass if you need to, whatever. Yeah. It, it's it's just a good. It's a good necessity. That's why cowboys had them. It, uh-huh. it, it, it's multi-purpose. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So when you said that, I'm like, aha! I remembered. <laughs> remember where that was. I want to make sure you got it,
1: dude. So pumped, dude! Thank you for sending that. It was like uh It was like the total unexpected awesome souvenir that like brought back all those feelings of being a fan before i got involved in the sport you know
2: before you got tainted
1: yeah (laughs) dude yeah one of my favorite souvenirs of all time so thank you
2: you're more than welcome you're more than welcome
1: so uh man where do we go from here dude like uh
2: well, get you. I know you. You have contacts because when I went to try to get a 450L from Honda, they said that that they had one set for me, yeah, So go go steal a couple 450Ls from Honda. Get your butt over here. Yeah. And I'll take you for a ride. We'll grab Rod uh, Fowler and Troy Lee and grab a couple different guys, and I'll take you for a dual sport ride. And like we'll go for a ride Yeah, I lunch. need I need to
1: go to dual sport first before adventure because when we had a we had an Africa Twin for a little while at Transworld, and I was so scared of, like, tipping that thing over and not being able to pick it up. And then when I was riding it, I couldn't figure out how to turn the traction control off. And that that was really weird for me.
2: Yeah. Well, the the thing is is you just got to make sure that you have decent tires like i i, I do it i still work with randy richardson from michelin and they have this a tire called the anarchy wild
3: mm-hmm. that
2: works really good and because if you get on those 50 50 street dirt tires man you hit dirt and <laughs> it just has a real neutral weird feeling and i don't like it at all but this, this anarchy i could still drag the pegs on the asphalt and um and mean, I can still go through some sand, and I mean, it's not a full moto tire, but but I can get through dirt and sand and and go enjoy it.
1: Yeah. What do you prefer? Do you prefer to ride a dual sport or an adventure bike?
2: Depends on where I'm going. If I if I'm just going in the hills right behind my house, I'm going to do. If I'm going to do under 20 miles of highway, I'd rather have a dual sport. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do over 20 miles of highway, I'd rather have a uh, the Africa Twin. Yeah. Just because the, the Africa Twin and stuff. If I'm going to go. Uh, in the canyons and stuff like that, it, it's a little wicked, and it, it, it's not fun because they're 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 big, and so if you fall, you you, you kind of let them fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the, with the dual sport or whatever, you just kind of uh, you know you hang on to it and, and don't let it go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you wear a uh, a moto helmet with goggles, or do you wear a face shield helmet?
2: I do both. If I'm if I'm going to be hauling ass, I'll run the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've one of those bell. Uh, Adventure helmets oh, looks then, like but i i always carry I always, I always carry goggles in the, in the back because when i'm if i 'm in the dirt and i'm starting to work and stuff and i start breathing uh, it it Falls it up. makes it too i like more air flowing by my mouth so so i'll 'll crack my shield but then again so that's why i, I always carry a set of a, goggles, a set of ugly goggles with me mm-hmm. so if if i do gotta kind of start be a little more physical i just put my little shield up and and go but going down the highway um the other thing is that what's really cool have you used one of those senna devices yet the bluetooth no dude it it will change your riding you can you put, talk to troy talk to mike vicente at senna mm-hmm. and mike vicente used to be i met at first he was a red bull then he went to monster and then did some other stuff and now he's with senna bluetooth um and it's uh I had the thing in there for you can hook it to your phone when you're with the, with people you can just you can talk back and forth oh. it makes riding so much more fun oh, it's really bitch and and then then also when you're riding with other dudes if you got that and you're in front you say hey look out there's a car coming the other way you can communicate mm. so it's for safety wise it's badass but it's also really cool to communicate and then also um, I can listen to music and I can answer my phone I did that all the way all the way to Daytona
1: Oh wow, super cool! Well, man, I'm so glad that you're uh, you're better and on the other side of the uh, COVID nineteen infection. And uh, yeah. I, I think it's awesome that you came forward on your Instagram to uh, share your experience. And thanks for uh, joining me on the phone today to uh, go into a little bit more depth with it.
2: Oh man, it's always it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, and and so. So you're going to make me a promise right now that we're going to be dual sporting or adventure riding within the next three weeks. Yeah. Think you swear?
1: I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to call Jason Abbott at Honda right when we hang up.
2: There you go. Tell, tell him to make sure that he gets me a 450L, too, because if I say I know you, I might be able to get one. <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the time, RJ. Uh Alrighty. Say hi to everybody for me, and uh, we'll talk hey, to you soon. Hey, tell your
2: brother I said hello, and, and uh, love your family, man. Be safe.
1: Awesome. Thank you. All right, All right bye. Well, that, uh, concludes this episode of the swap moto podcast presented by our friends at fly racing. Um, again, man, stay, uh, stay healthy, stay safe, wash your hands, keep your distance. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time.
0: We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the fly racing formula helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.